Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Beck Dental Care, Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, The Rock Place, and Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. Specializing in orthopedic injuries, their ortho-quick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit them online at mtvj.net. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yao, Mo Patton, J.P. Plant with you here on this beautiful Thursday morning, three minutes past the hour of 10 o'clock, and it is round one of the Masters Tournament in Augusta. Hello, friends. <laughs> there are fewer sports intros better than that right there. I I will tell you, I was skeptical about November and a fall masters. But when you when you look at this course and what it looks like right now, I almost want it to be in November all the time. <laughs> it's definitely different. It, it's beautiful. Yeah. And Augusta's always beautiful. Don't get us wrong. But you know what else is beautiful? When Tiger Woods tees off on the first tee after a Masters championship. And it's perfect. The guy is incredible to be his age and just smashing golf balls. To talk about that and very much more, we have Virgil Herring on the line. He is a local golf personality. To say the least. To say, um, <laughs> to say the least, Virgil Herring is the, the director of golf. Not to be confused with golf coach. He is the director of golf at the Ensworth School and does a weekly segment on WTVF Channel 5 Sunday night, uh, Sunday Sports Central that I, that for a guy who p- never plays golf, I really enjoy watching his tips on there. Virgil, good morning. Well, thank you very much for having me on, and thank you for watching my tips. It's very kind of you, sir. Uh, you you have one of my all-time favorite phrases that um, <laughs> it'll have um, your hand out and their wallet out. No, I, I, I love it. I love it. But um, I saw a tweet from you. You were, um, I guess you are rooting for Rory McIlroy in this one, and then I saw a tweet this morning that said all four of – his wins have come in tournaments that had a weather interruption, I guess. It's, am I am I recalling that correctly? Yeah, he has won all four of his majors where rain has softened the golf course. Okay. Um, so certainly when he won the U.S. Open at Congressional, that it rained every night. Not one time was the tournament delayed, but it rained every night uh, before they, you know, the next day. 
and it was a, it was super wet and he hit it at that time he hit it longer than everybody and had this huge advantage and it didn't hurt that he had a great uh, great week of hitting the ball and putting it uh, but he's you know he's one of only two people that really win major championships by more than a touchdown he and Tiger Woods so it's easy to fall in love with uh, the greatness that those guys bring to the table so he's my favorite player and I, I hope I always always wish him well and that that comes into play from the standpoint that the Masters had a nearly three-hour stoppage this morning. Not everyone was able to get off on time. They wound up pushing a few tee times back. And so, again, he's got an opportunity to, to use that weather to his advantage, I guess. Yeah, I think that there's probably – there's well, I guess every year you always feel like there's five or six people that are the favorites. But, I mean, this year it almost feels like there's 10 or 12 people that – are you know reasonable betting favorites going in and everybody wants to talk about Bryson DeChambeau because he destroyed a golf course that's really never been destroyed before at Wingfoot and all the talk about what he's going to do at Augusta National you know I I still believe deep down inside that if he wins the Masters in the kind of fashion that he won the U.S. Open when they tee it up again in April there'll be a different situation like maybe a different golf ball that they have to play (laughs) I don't I don't expect if if DeChambeau wins like Tiger won in 97 where he just hits it 50 yards past everybody hits nothing but short irons into par fives the Masters is you know how much more land can they buy and make the golf course 8,000 yards I think they'll just they'll make it so that they have to play a, a Masters ball and that will be the beginning of the rollback uh, of distance on the on the tour if it gets to that point I'll be interested to see what's going to happen this week yeah. if he does win it they kind of tigerize the course that time you think they don't dechamboize the course they just change the equipment for the course I think that you know right now there's this there's this weird line in the sand where there are a large group of people that don't want the game to you know bring the ball back because literally who in the world's talking about hitting the ball too long nobody's talking about hitting the ball too long but on the other side of that fence is it's hard to it's hard to imagine having a major championship in which nobody really has to hit a long iron i mean essentially this is such an interesting stat from 2015 to 2019 dustin johnson's longest iron shot on a par four was one six iron and a handful of seven irons, and he hits nothing more than eight iron and less all day long. And that doesn't necessarily demonstrate the full bag skill that most people believe is required of a major championship. And that's where this game has gotten, is these guys hit the ball so far that they're, they don't hit very challenging shots into the greens like they did maybe you know, 15, 20 years ago. And to some people, that bothers them on the history of the game. And the other people are just like, that's just how it goes. Uh, every, the athletes get bigger, faster, stronger. There's more information out there to learn how to do it right. And just let them, let them play the game the way they play it now and forget about the history. So I'm not quite sure where I stand because half of me likes yeah. to see progress and the other half of me doesn't like to see you know, Pebble Beach not be a relevant test of golf for a major championship. So somewhere in the middle lies the future for sure. That's very similar to baseball in that, yes. you know, history and stats and historical marks are so important to 
purists of the game and, and people who love the game, yet you can't deny that there's just not much else you can do when guys are, you know, like DeChambeau are, you know, robbing GNC stores of everything they have <laughs> and hitting the ball 320 with a three wood off the tee. Um, but that doesn't really matter if you miss your first putt for birdie on a, on, from about, what, six feet out, five feet yep. out? <laughs> <laughs> like DeChambeau did this morning. <laughs> so there's that. A drive for show, putt for dough, right? Yeah, yeah. there's that. Uh, but the thing is that if, if you look at over a 72-hole time frame, if you give him a 40-yard advantage on mm. all holes that are hit driver, he statistically can't lose. He would have to be so poor on the green from, from 110 yards and in, yeah. and that is almost impossible for an elite player to be that poor with a wedge and a putter. Now he might, it might be not enough to win if he, if he drives it great and, and, you know, hits his wedges and putts at average, but it probably would be, but it would certainly take a Rory, a Justin Thomas, a DJ or a Kepka, or if tiger gets things rolling, it would certainly take somebody like that who also brings a level of, you know, intimidation factor when their name gets on the leaderboard that uh that could alter things but that's that's the storyline is how much can R- bryson DeChambeau dominate the golf course versus all of the other legendary great players that are in the mix who play the game a little bit more conventionally than uh than DeChambeau does and is it going to be the second shot golf course that we've known augusta national will be or is it going to be that once every 20 year person who does something to a golf course that destroys the integrity of how that course has always been thought to play. So Nicholas did it in the sixties, Tiger did it in in 1997. And it looks like it's possible that DeChambeau could also do it in 2020, which is he just hits the ball so much longer than everybody else that he has a, a mathematical advantage that nobody can really catch up to. So that's what we're going to, that's what we're, I think that's what we're, that's the storyline of the 2020 masters. We're speaking with Virgil Herring, the director of golf at the Ensworth School. And, um, Virgil, you mentioned that this field, you know, relative to other Masters fields, feels like maybe there's a little bit more competition at the top of the leaderboard or will be over the course of four rounds. Do you feel like the fact that the that the event has moved from April to November has something to do with that? I don't really think that that has much to do with anything uh, other than it's going to make the golf course play different. Because when I played Augusta National, I played it November 5th and 6th of 2005. So I know what the golf course plays like right now, uh, unlike it would in April, which I've never played it in. Um, But I would say that, you know, right now, think about how very few times we go into a Masters and where nobody even mentions the guy who's the number one ranked player in the world. Dustin Johnson. Dustin Johnson hasn't finished outside the top six and six events. And I haven't even heard him be mentioned yet, other than he gets on an interview and talks about his favorite sandwiches at the Augusta National. I mean that's Well, I mean that's no, the that's the important stuff anyway though. <laughs> very true. <laughs> For the spectator, one cannot underestimate the power of the pimento cheese sandwich. <laughs> Is there another sandwich at Augusta oh. National? Well, if you can believe it, the egg, egg salad, salad sandwich oh, okay. and the pimento cheese sandwich, they duke it out for, I mean, that Dems fighting words on the ground. <laughs> if somebody walks in there and says the pimento cheese sandwich is the best, they're going to be met by 25 people with egg salad 
sandwiches in their hand ready to throw ready to throw mitts but then there'll be another 50 guys with the pimento cheese it just turned into a big war but then you know what (laughs) they all come together for a georgia peach ice cream sandwich afterwards you got that right (laughs) that's the peace treaty that's the peace treaty right there. that's the olive branch the peach treaty peach treaty i like it so this is alabama auburn pimento cheese egg salad is that is that is (laughs) yes Wow. No doubt about it. Okay. All right. Uh, today I learned. Sorry, I didn't mean to get off on a tangent there. We were well, you about Dustin Johnson, but you know we're always going to get off on food a food tangent at some fails. point. Yeah. So yeah, the the audience, if they have to listen to a segue, they'd like to listen to some really interesting stuff, and that was some good segue talk. Oh right man, without question. Which side are you on, pimento cheese or egg salad? And there's our poll question for the day. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. That will be on at I don't SM- even think it's close. The pimento cheese sandwich <laughs> is way better than the egg salad sandwich. I would tend to agree with that. I mean, anybody can whip up an egg salad sandwich. But I don't know. whether It's the Not jalapeno for $1.50, pepper though. and one other ingredient that makes that pimento cheese off the chart. And one other ingredient. And and I, I take it that we don't know what that one other one other I ingredient that is there's that one thing they put in our front pocket that nobody gets to know about <laughs> uh virgil who that we aren't talking about other than dustin johnson might we be talking about on sunday uh, i think of the there's i think there are two names that jump out to me that are would, would be considered an upset victory but are no question about it threats to win one is bubba watson and the other one's patrick cantlay if people remember correctly, last year when Tiger won on the 14th hole, Patrick Cantley was winning. And he's a super-duper player, hits it long enough. He doesn't hit a Bryson DeChambeau long, but he hits it really long. Golf course sets up well for him. He just won a couple of weeks ago. And Bubba Watson has the similar length to Bryson DeChambeau. And I think that in some ways he has an advantage of being left-handed because of the some of the shots that he could have a statistical advantage on it benefits being left-handed like the 12th the 12th hole shot into the green you know the green sits from left to right so it sets up better for a left-hander's draw Mm. than a right-hander's fade much like you saw last year with four of the top five players going into that hole hitting it in the water you know that doesn't work out well for a right-hander trying to hit it close to the hole because they have to hit it absolutely perfectly where a draw not so much and that's why i always give bubba watson a very good chance of contending and winning just because his game matches up beautifully to Augusta National. And another person is Xander Shoffley. Xander Shoffley is is known to always be in contention major championships, but hasn't won one yet. This could be his this could be his week. You talked about Tiger being able to hold it together for four rounds. Um and obviously he he saves his best for Augusta. How do you feel like he shapes up this week? Well, I think that it all starts with being having a good start. I believe that Tiger ha- Tiger and Phil have unique advantages because nobody knows the golf course like they do. And they study the the architecture and the design in a strategic level probably more so than everybody else. And that's how, you know, the greats of the game continue to to contend at Augusta National well into their 50s because there's course knowledge plays a huge role in it and i i wouldn't be surprised at all if tiger is in the mix i would be surprised if he won but it would be it would be the most beautiful surprise of them all because if if there's anything that could bring just a little bit of sunshine on 2020 
mm. will be a Tiger, <laughs> Tiger Woods 2020 repeat. And you know, or, the best thing... Or, or, or what if uh, instead of the 97 winner, we got the 87 winner, Larry Mize, who's currently two under <laughs> on well, top of the leaderboard. <laughs> you know, you know, I just sit back and think, well, that would be, uh, wow. I mean, that would be something that we couldn't even really even imagine. <laughs> you, you would have to chalk that up to 2020, <laughs> right? I mean, that would be the most 2020 that, thing we've ever heard of uh, from third, from 33 years ago. Good Lord. Um, you just knocked a question right out of my I'm head, sorry. Chris. Um, it was it was when I saw it, I was like, "Holy crap!" I'm sorry, what, Larry Mize? I haven't heard that name in 30 years, much less, you know, saw him on top of a leaderboard at Augusta. <laughs> I, I think the best thing about this Masters, though, is there's another one in five months now. That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> so this I mean exactly this right. this one will really be fresh on everybody's mind when they come back and play in April, you know, COVID permitting, yeah. I guess. But well, I think that I think that they'll play it. I, I'm not so sure we'll have fans. I think a lot of it has to do with whether they get this vaccine anywhere close to where they think it could be. That might be the saving grace for the 2021 Masters. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, this is such a unique year, and to have every once in a while get just a little bit of normalcy put back into it and something that matters to a lot of people even if you don't play golf almost everybody wants to know what's going on at the masters because it has a different level of it's a different kind of event Mm -hmm. i would almost say that there's it's the premier event of all premier events when it comes to how things get run how it's how it's put together how it's televised and how how it creates the best champion I'm not sure that there's a better sporting event than Augusta National. And I believe that a lot of organizations come to Augusta National to study how they put on, really, always put up a five-star show. And that's what I expect to see happen. And it'll be a nice nice lead-in to Thanksgiving. We'll have plenty to talk about, and hopefully a legendary champion would be great. I mean, if you think about it, we have two chances to see radical history made. If Rory McIlroy wins, he becomes the sixth player to win the career Grand Slam. That in itself would be spectacular for golf. But if Tiger wins, Tiger not only ties Jack Nicklaus for his sixth green jacket, but he also passes Sam Snead for the most wins on the P- in PGA Tour history. Mm. Those, two vic- those two victories, to me, would be a nice, a nice way to move the storm cloud of 2020 out to sea and bring us a little bit of sunshine and hope that there's a little bit of normalcy and greatness still providing uh, providing us life and inspiration going forward. Absolutely. Virgil Herring joins us today. Virgil, thanks so much for taking some time out. We really appreciate you and uh, enjoy watching this tournament as I know you will. Well, thank you very much, and call me anytime you need me. Look forward to chatting up. Thank you. My pleasure. All right, when we come back, we are going to talk about that Independence-Brentwood high school football matchup. It will be a very intriguing game, and Mo will be there, so we will get in-depth on that one. On the other side of this break, this is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. <laughs> 